everybody, and welcome to ISO Comics, a weekly comics report with Mike and Ming, broadcasting from the home of the comic book men. Jane's on Bob's secret stash. My name is Ming Chen, sitting across from me. He has come out of the oasis. Everybody is living real life. I would rather live in, in the, the real world. Man. Well, I think that's kind of the point of the movie, is that so. no one wants to live real life. They want to live in the, the oasis. Mike has come out. Is put in Mike Zapsic. Yeah, Mike Zapsic. <coughs> yeah, you know what? Let's say that. Let's. Mike has come out because that's just yeah. more fodder for Brian. Johnson yeah, Mike. To throw Mike. At me. Mike has taken off his his haptic penis cover. The haptic and, penis cover. And here he is in real life, here joining right you guys for another exciting episode of I Sell Comics. What's up, everybody? What's up? How are you, Mike Zapsic? I'm doing well. What's going on, Ming 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 Chen? Uh, that. Very cryptic opening was because Ming went and saw Ready Player One last <laughs> night. Now I, I, I have read the book. I did. No, I have. I I'm just so, saying I have read the book. Yes, you have read the book as I've, well many times. Yes. Okay, I have also read the book more than once, and I I only it was actually a loot crate special. They they sent, they threw it in the loot crate. They they Keep put talking. it in loot crate, man. So uh, it was a loot crate special. So I read it, uh, loved it. I thought it was, it was. Did you did you know anything about it prior to? Had not heard anything okay. about it. I, actually, you know what? You had told me about five years ago. I said, no, it wasn't that long. It was maybe may, almost three years ago. Wow, time flies. So yeah, it wasn't five the, years, but uh, uh, it may have it, come out about five years ago. Feels like yeah, it came out about five years ago. I had heard it from other people, and then three years ago, you told me about it. Yeah, and that you said you were friends with uh, the author Ernest Klein on well, friends. That's, uh, yeah, Twitter. That's uh, that, that's you know the, that's the the thing of he, friendship right there. Just not to brag or anything. He's a fan of comic book men. Big Fantastic. fan of Kevin. Kevin's name checked okay. in the book. Yes, he um, is. So by extension, I think he checked out comic book men, and he was like, "Hey, these guys are kind of funny." Um, I mean, we're all. Uh, we're all cut from the same cloth. He's, I consider author Ernest Klein. He's one of us. He's a nerd. Yeah. Or we're one of him. I don't know. Wh- however yeah. you want to look at it. So. Um, you know, we all grew up in the same era. We all love the same things. Right. Well, you guys are a little bit younger than me. I grew up a little bit. <laughs> Mike's a, Mike was I'm 1967. Old yeah, I'm 67. He's playing it's, Pong I'm, in, I'm, his, in his mom's basement. I actually <laughs> was. Uh, the first time I ever... The first video game I ever played was yes. at a place called uh, Keelan's down in Keensburg. Okay. It was right on the boardwalk. And the, Bobby Keelan was uh, a friend of the family. Right. Friend of my family. Okay. A, like legitimate friend. Okay. Like, like a, a real friend. Like a real friend. Okay. We, we knew him. We didn't just know him on Twitter. Yes. So uh, we used to go to, he had uh, a little saloon and. Um, <laughs> saloon? What year was this? Like, <laughs> Well, actually, if you. Uh, if you, Boy, know you wanna, about you want to fight, New Jersey. You want to fight? Them's fighting words. That's like, a, yeah. <laughs> that's one like of my that, favorite okay. Colin mockeries. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, I derailed you there. Sorry. No, no, that's perfectly fine because uh, Keensburg is a place where the bars were called Buckets of Blood, where you would go in and there would be a fight or twelve yeah. every night in every bar. That and, was Keensburg back in the 70s, 60s, and, 70s, and 80s. And the irony is that you live in Keensburg I now. I live in Keensburg like, now, like yes. Back. It is it's quite ironic. You're like, I never, I would never live here. I would never. Yeah, five-year-old Mike Zapsett going, I would never live here. But it was like the, the very early 70s, and they had, it was a, like one of the very first stand-up games was, um, it was like, like Pong, but yes. uh, there was a, a Stagecoach that would go in between the two gunfighters. Yes, would have to shoot at them. Yes, 
So absolutely, that was pretty cool. That's that's awesome. And, and that's uh, what also is, the, was that high score zap? Is that how you yeah, sign your ZAP? That was, that was me. ZAP. I was uh, not FAQ. Like fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, the, uh, no, no. That was I the was Brian Z- Johnson tag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or BLJ. That's, that that's amazing. So you read the book. Did I it, did. Did it change your life or like it changed mine? Uh no, but okay. it was it was pretty damn cool. Okay. It was it was everything that I had grown up with. Everything. Yeah. In television, uh Atari uh 2600, yeah. Donkey Kong, Back everything. to the Future, um you know, everything up until uh the the, the early 90s as well. Uh, you know, Kevin Smith, Will Will Wheaton's name checked in there. He, he actually and Will Wheaton did the Audible book. He did. Yeah. We're going to give a plug to Audible cuz I'm I told about five people that before they go see the movie they yes. should listen to Audible the Audible book. Will Wheaton. Yeah, um, I think our code still works. So if you want a free copy of Ready Player 1, go to audible.com slash sell comics sell comics and you get a you get, i think you get a free audiobook you get a two-week trial and um yeah you get you, you get a free audiobook <laughs> we which, get nothing that one should no well we i think we get we get, i think we okay. get something i don't know i i just checked uh, i checked actually checked last week the link okay still works still works so good deal well i'm an, I've get been an audible member since um like 2015 so yeah my my wife Gave it to me for Christmas. She's like, "You're gonna keep going, right?" Um, I've been like listening to about twelve books. A, yeah, a month. you you love it on your way to it's work and back. Yeah, you, like you know, after a whole month, you get you listen to a whole book. Yeah, no, yeah. actually, after yeah. oh, actually, your commute to the aforementioned Keensburg, New Jersey, <laughs> is, is a half an hour. It's, so. it's a it's a legit commute. Yeah. It's not you know, it's not like seven minutes or anything. No. It's like half an not hour. Not anymore. So. Yeah, so you can get that whole book. So. Uh, that's cool. But listen to it. I've, I'm on my second uh, listen to Will Wheaton, and uh, they, he calls um, Kevin a geezer because it's set in the future, right. obviously. Yeah, it's, uh, 2045. Um, so. And he even calls like Will Wheaton a geezer, too. And- right, So which would make Kevin 75. So Kevin could potentially... Be around, yeah, in the in that in that era. I'm, I'm hoping he will be around in that era, yeah. And I'm hoping that that dystopian future is a little bit better than <laughs> they they portray it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I you know, I, I, I don't, don't see know. any trailers being stacked up in my neighborhood. Not yet. yet. Not yet. I said yet. Not yet. But things are things are heading that way. Yeah, pretty. Things much. are heading that way. I uh, yeah, I read the book two years ago um, in the summer of 2015. Um, I was I was lent a copy by uh, our friend and fellow podcaster Samantha Q, Samantha Quintus, mm-hmm. who uh, had been working at Barnes and Noble at the time, and she's like, "You got to read this. You got to read this." And I'm like, "Eh," because I don't I don't know I don't really you, you don't listen know how to, to read. You, Chan doesn't know you how to listen read books. to books. Do you read books? Absolutely. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh yeah. What like when? Because uh, I don't oh, I, I I find it hard you know well, you know we have a lot of stuff going on i could potentially read uh, we take a lot of airplane trips so uh, i could yeah, potentially I, read there i do that and i've read a couple um stephen king novels is i read oh, revival God. that's on a the lot airplane. of reading yeah stephen king uh packs a lot into uh, into a book yeah. so yeah i read revival on one of our many trips so yeah yeah and then, yeah, I guess you know, I guess I could read before bed, but like I don't sleep anymore, so like yeah. I didn't like, sleep. What sleep? Yeah. So, um, but that one, uh, I I devoured that one. Uh, I would just read it whenever I had a spare minute. Yeah, it's, it's a couple an easy pages. read. It's because it's it has everything to do with your childhood. Yeah, and then I brought it with me uh, when we shoot the podcast scenes from Comic Book Men. Um, there's 
there, there's a lot of waiting in the beginning. Yeah, hurry up and wait is is what we do. Yeah, usually Kevin's smoking, so you know he takes a smoke break and then then he gets there. And sometimes between some setups, there's a little there's a little time. So I was reading it there as well. So I, I was photographed. And you get yelled at the for poker table reading reading, yeah. reading uh, Ready Player One. Bing, so. put your table, put your book down on the I, table. I didn't. I it was. It had been a long time since I read a book that I didn't, I didn't want to put down. Yeah. Or I'd be like, eh, this. You know, I'll finish it later. Like I wanted to keep going, and um, it was it was amazing. Then I had to give the book back since it was a loner. So <laughs> it was I, a toilet book. I don't even know if I own a copy now. Every time I buy it, I'll I'll meet somebody who's never read it. I'm right. like, dude, just take this. That's what I do. I just I have it. books that if if you're gonna loan it, you don't loan out books. You give books to people, yeah. and then hopefully they'll give it to somebody else. I've done that with World War Z. Yeah. Also, one of the the best books I've ever read. Yeah. Sadly, and, the movie uh, didn't Ready match Player up. One and Armada. Yeah. Also by Ernest Klein, and I can't wait to see that movie. Oh, it's it's coming. I, I haven't heard no any doubt. news, but it's there's yeah. I I guess maybe Warner Brothers wanted to see how, how well Ready Player One did. Yeah, they're probably and I think going, uh, Hey, can we do Ready Player Two? I see I was thinking about that. Um um just re- no spoilers. I went and saw the I, I saw the movie was out last night, um a Wednesday night. Yes, very ahead of a Friday release. Uh and you know, it's it wasn't just one screening. It started at seven, eight fifteen, ten and twelve. So uh, movies don't come out on Friday anymore, kids. No, they don't. <laughs> you got to go there. But usually, you know, they'll do an advanced Thursday screening. I'm like, Wednesday? What the hell? Like, we're not in the summer movie season yet, so... No, but it's a Spielberg movie. Sure. And um, luckily, I checked Facebook. I saw a friend of mine was going, I was like, holy crap, it's in theaters today? And I looked, and I was like, I, I, I got to go. So uh, I rushed over there, you know, got my icy and my popcorn. Okay. Um, Didn't bring your family. No, it was a school night. School night. No, I, I do want care. to take my son. My son's highly oh, into video games. Harrison he'll, will love it. He'll love it. Um, but I did see, uh, you know, our crowd was there, so there were a lot of comic book fans, uh, comic book fans there. So we People talked before. throwing the, popcorn at you? No, I didn't get hit in the head. With uh, the wide backs, the reclining seats anymore, you can kind of duck. Yeah. You can avoid that now. So uh, with the, um, uh, yeah, it was cool talking to, you know, our fans, you know, our fellow nerds. About the movie, you know what we expected to see beforehand, mm-hmm. and what we thought of it afterwards. I usually bring my family whenever I go to one of these things, these and event people, movies. People just generally leave leave me alone if oh, they really? recognize me at all. Oh, so, and most of them don't. They're like they're there for. No, I think I think they pretty much. I think they. No, I think no. they know they're leaving. They're being respectful. Well, that's nice. They're being respectful. So, so that's cool. So the the but, movie but was good. Though no spoilers. I thought the movie was a faithful and amazing adaptation to the book. Uh, it's it all is I care um, about. co-written by Zach Penn, um, and you know Zach, uh, Zach Penn is one of his first movies was Last Action Hero, but he's done a whole bunch of he's written a whole bunch of geek movies since then. So yeah, he's did he team up with Shane uh, Black, uh, especially for Last Action yeah, Hero because yep. that was yep, yep. Shane Black movie. Yep, absolutely, uh, the guy who did Lethal Weapons. Yeah, the lethal and, we- he was the the boy wonder of Hollywood until he wasn't boy wonder anymore. Yeah, and he also orchestrated the documentary uh, Atari Game Over. About um, a subject near and dear to my heart, which is Chronicle and Comic Book Men. The, the Almagoro. Un- yeah, the al- unveiling the Almagoro landfill that dug up all the ET cartridges. Um, so, co written by Zach Penn and Ernest Klein. Uh, you know, you've read the book. Uh, a lot of mo- Some of you listening right now have read the book. Uh, not an easy book to translate to a movie. No, uh, a lot of references. So, you got to get lots of rights and clearances. Yes. And then um, a lot of the plot lines. Um, they read well, but translated to a screen, 
Um, you know, there there are a couple of challenges in the book in the book that they don't translate to the movie, where you have to defeat a video game or get a certain score or do right. something like that. And cinematically, not a that, spoiler. Let me ask you a question: okay. Did they do the joust? No. It's not a spoiler. They didn't do joust. Well, here's the thing: there, there's a passage in the book where uh, the, the hero has to play joust and get a, a defeat. Um, the other a person, demon, yes, defeated. a video game demon. Yeah, it's actually a, a demon from D and D, from A D and D, actually, to be more accurate. Um, but putting a joust game on screen, like for you know, say, do you really want to watch people play joust for like ten minutes? No, no. So they had, you know, they had made, made certain changes and made it okay made, to move accessible al- to, to move m- along the story. Gotcha. But uh, you know, the 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 small changes they did make to uh, advance the plotline in the cinematic universe. We're very well done. Okay. So uh, big applause to Very cool. And do you think everybody. that this changes Steven Spielberg's uh, thinking about comic book movies? Because this I, is... better. I, I would hope because, you know, him saying that this is a genre that's going to go away. And he called first it, off, that the fact that he called it a genre, that yeah. superhero movies are a genre, I think is misleading. They're a way of life, bitch. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's, and it's been my way of life for 50 years, so, or going on 50 yeah. years, so, uh, yeah, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I get to call Steven Spielberg a bitch the one and only time. Sure. Don't. Uh, he's not always right. Yeah, that's that's why I'm calling him a bitch. Yeah. I'm not always right either. So that, that being said, this movie sh- could not and should not have been done by anybody else but Spielberg. Yeah. And I gotta say that there's if I, I read uh, the before I even saw Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, they came out with a um, a novelization. They used to do that back in the day. Hey, kids, back in my day. Oh, yeah, it was great, especially as a kid, uh, you know, our age, uh, you know, um, from, you know, 7 to 15 or 7 to 17. After you saw the movie, it was like, oh, there's a book? Like, yes. I, you know, I, I read a lot as a kid. Right. Because we didn't have smartphones. And yeah, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have distractions. We didn't, have, we didn't have the Oasis. Yeah, we didn't have the Oasis <laughs> or internet for that matter. Exactly. So. If you wanted to learn more about a movie that you really <laughs> yeah. fell in love with, and there would be a little disclaimer right at the end of the movie. If you would like to learn more about this, visit your po- your yeah. I public think it library. would say um, at the end of the credits, it's like you know, read the novelization Novel. yeah. by you know whatever. They like, would do that, yeah. but uh, I read it in advance of seeing Indiana yeah. Jones and the Temple of Doom, and that whole first scene is impossible. There, they say it's you know transitioning from page to screen is a bitch. Right. Transitioning that particular scene where he was behind that huge rolling gong yeah. with the it, it's impossible to transition that into the printed page cuz you're like how the fuck do Yeah, you, how do you describe that? You cannot. No. So and and they're like the gonging I'm like how many times can you use the word gonging? Right. Right. The bullets uh, gong. Yeah, and, and I'm like, come on, find something besides gonging. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, the ashes of Narahachi. Yes, the, yes exactly. I, and how do you put that on page? It's like, you know, see you later, Laozu, and he closes the door. Yes. Laozu Airlines. Well, that's what they say, and it's uh, oh, that's what he said. He, unnoticed by Indy. Yeah. The words Laozu Airlines. Yeah, and then uh, we went to the uh, the King Book Depository in Detroit a couple years ago. We yes. were there for a con. If you're anywhere near the Detroit area, there's literally a five-story warehouse. It of is books. like going into the book equivalent of Indiana, at the end of Raiders of the Lost yeah. Ark. Yeah, like you walk in there, they give you a map. It's a pretty loosely printed map, right? Telling you where like a genre of book might be. 
Yes. And then you have to go up there and, and leaf through it. And it's like a treasure hunt, but it's fun. It is. It's pretty we, cool. We were in there for like two hours. Yeah, there was books. a guy with uh, there was a guy with a forklift moving books yeah. around. It was pretty cool. And I picked up the novel- novelization of Star Wars, A New Hope. Yes, you did. Written by George Lucas. Yes. And the great thing about the novelizations is uh, they would add stuff that you didn't see in the movie. Right. Either it got cut or they just wanted to fill pages. Right. So Well, that, that was part of it. They had to fill pages. Yeah. The... Um, do you do you remember? Is there a novelization that st- sticks out in your head that you read? Um, I'll that uh, it just maybe seems absurd. Or I'll I'll give you an example. I don't know where I got this, but it was a novelization of Karate Kid Two. <laughs> yeah, there and, are some that really should never like Rocky Rocky Two. I think they did Rocky Two. Yeah, yeah. Now in print, it's like no, no. You got to see Rocky. T- you got to see. The, the fisticuff. Sure. Come on. Yeah, you can't read Come about, on. Uh, how do you read a boxing match? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ding, ding. That's yeah. how you read it. Yeah. So they would... Uh, yeah, yeah, they would novelize anything. Yeah, it made money. And I, are you... Sir, I guess they don't do it anymore? I don't know. Is is there... I think that... <laughs> yeah, chime I think in most if, uh, people are like, you know what? Uh, I think that most movies are made from novels. Right. Okay, good point. So I think that most of the... Hollywood is getting all of their scripts from the 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 actual novels, not the novelization right. of the movie, but the the movie itself. All right, all right, good point. Yeah. So, well, I'll, I'm going to miss those days of the uh, yeah. <laughs> novelized. Time marches on, Ming. Movie because as a kid, they were just real easy reads, and they were was, they were. It was oh actually fun to read because yeah. we'd seen the movie already, and um, like I said, you get little extra tidbits. Not only that, that but they they'd also. In give you like one really good artist doing like you get a bernie wrightson doing uh a, like a uh a plate yeah in the book so or like, wow. some, sometimes in the middle of the book they would put uh like um stills like yeah the pictures movie stills from the movie and like that's all you could get outside of seeing the movie so now you can get you, you get, get download trailers you get behind the scenes you get all kinds of stuff so um uh right player one i think this is a movie that uh people are gonna see and then really want to talk about um i i'm toying with the idea of maybe setting up some kind of podcast next week where people can come down uh or next week or in two weeks we get uh some people over at the podcast studio and we talk we can just record a podcast about it um we don't have a ton of room and like you can't get like 10 people in there no you can get like talking over each other but um i'm toying with that idea so if anybody's Near the area, perhaps next week or the week after, uh, go see the movie and then uh, maybe sit down and record like a one-hour podcast about it. I just want to do a whole pod about all the references. There's so many, and uh, they they flash by so quick. Where you're like, "Whoa, I think I was that, you know, was that was that a Batman symbol? Yeah, oh my I, god, I, that I was. It, yeah, I think, I think it, it was. was. So we'll see. But um, yeah, we'll we'll post we'll post it up. Good deal. I have a shameless plug. Oh yeah, plug away. All right, cool. What you got? Uh, I there we have many of, plugs today. A lot, a lot way. of people don't know this, but um, I'm making an announcement that I am going to be a TEDx Asbury Park speaker. Yes, Mike uh, Zapsik hitting the big time. Saturday, May nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. It's going to be a convention center. It's going to be. Uh, Is it the Paramount Theater? Paramount Theater, yeah, great venue, classic Van- venue, very classic. You know, I'm going to be on stage where Springsteen, yeah, where uh, Bon Jovi yes. has played. So, and I'm going to be there with a, a bunch of other people. There's, uh, I'm just going to name a couple people. Yeah. There's um, Sebastian Terry, 
Uh, there is also Karen Kendra Holmes and uh, Peter Gray, who's are, a PhD. They... How passionate? Oh, okay. What's the topic? The topic is passion. Okay. And uh, I'm talking about nerd culture. All right. Well, shoot, you're going for ten hours. About I can that. go on for ten hours, but you know, you've got. To, I've got like a limited amount of time. I got five to seven minutes to talk about oh passion and okay. how it affected me. Okay. And are you like this? Hi, my name is Mike Sapsic. I really love comic books, and uh, I, I'm on a TV show, and I love passion. Sandy Miss, well, Sandy Miss Football Rules. Yes. yes. And then I'm out. Yeah. Um, but it's it's gonna be. Uh, I'm I'm sitting here um, like discarding things. And I've got my hook. I'm I'm actually pretty cool with it i just have to i've got my outline and i've got everything i want to say now i just got to say it sure so also paulina poroskova is the headliner on this so this is who's going to drive you home tonight yes it's going to be paulina and uh you never know who's going to show up maybe rick okasic from the cars is going to be there or maybe that would, not. Dude, that would be dope, man. How if he awesome. showed up. Yeah, that, that would be, be cool? freaking awesome. That'd be that talk Listen, about I, like ready player one. Talk Listen, about I'm, the eighties stuff. I'm a kid of the eighties and Paulina was one of the top models of the eighties. Oh, she was the only, she was the first woman to be to grace the um cover of the swimsuit issue. She was the of first sports the first one? Illustrated to do it twice. Oh, twice, okay. Uh I yeah, I think uh, You sure first, about that? First, actually, non-American model. Oh, to do okay, it twice. okay, okay. Non-American. Okay, I'm, fair enough. I think Christy Brinkley or Cheryl Teagues did it first, but well, she was you, the know, first you got your Kathy Ireland, got your El McPherson. I'm a very, as you can tell, I'm a very big fan oh, yeah. of the uh, the '80s and '90s era <laughs> Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Like I said, kids, there was no internet back then. Exactly. We we had uh, actually physical model so yeah. Uh, but it's this that's is cool, dude. On uh, thank you. It's on May nineteenth. If anyone is in the area, uh, tickets are on sale. You can go to TEDx Asbury Park or yep. just Google TEDx Asbury Park. and uh, Get your tickets now. See Mike Zapsick. Yes, you get live. to hear me. Will, um, will the other speakers feel bad that you know you do your speech and you, know, you get your standing ovation and then like everyone just leaves because they're everyone comes out you. to just hang out with me? You yeah. Know, will, now, will you feel bad? My, actually, my, my terror is is that I get up there and I pull a Cindy Brady and I'm just looking at a red light in, in the distance. I'm sure you wouldn't be the first. Humana, 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 humana. Sure TEDx is great. Now, I've, I've seen the TEDx talks. You know, it's very cool setup. You know, right. I have a cool background. It looks like a uh, Apple Keynote uh, yeah. speak. Um, do you have to wear the headset? I hope I do. You get to I wear that headset? pretty cool, yeah. Big, ladies and gentlemen, welcome tonight. Welcome here tonight. Yeah, it's like, you know, my name is Mike Zapsick. I'm here to talk about passion. Yes. You have that little, and I've got that got thing the Janet like, Jackson this, headset. This headset smells like Pauline Poroskova. So I want I want to go off on on my comic books and talk to you about Pauline Poroskova. What another if, passion of what mine. What if Paulina is your passion? Uh oh god. That's cool. Can right? That you would be cool. Imagine if somebody is like if somebody got up on stage like I was going to I was going to talk about something completely different but <laughs> seeing Paulina backstage I want to talk about my passion, and he just goes off yeah, for you're like just ten like... minutes on masturbation. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. <laughs> that would bam, be awesome. Bam, bam, bam. That would be awesome. Well, there's. I well, it's a good thing I'm. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not good not up there. I would. I would have done that. You were supposed <laughs> to come up. You were well, supposed to do. They it They'd wanted us to be, go on together, I think. And I'm like seven minutes. I'm like, hi, my name's Ming Shen. I'm Mike Zapsic. Good night, everybody. Yeah, like, thanks yeah. for coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually, actually, uh, I'm over at Comic Con Revolution in Ontario, California that weekend. So I'm like, no, dude, just 
Yeah. It's all you, dude. So that's what we'll do. You don't, and, you don't, uh, need, you don't need no Asian, like, hopefully, coming up your, your passion. Your oh, come on. We're, we're actually a good team. So that's... Uh, so yeah, we are. That. But, you know, we need... We're a good team if we get an hour at a con panel. Yeah, very true. Seven minutes. That's Seven minutes, pretty, yeah. That's you and me tripping over each other. Yeah, it's pretty tough. So, so instead of that, ladies and gentlemen, May 19th, Asbury Park, Convention Hall, Paramount Theater, uh, TEDxAsburyPark.com or some, yeah. somewhere, or just Google yeah, TEDxAsbury Google. Park. Mike Sapsick, making up to the big time. And Paulina Poroskova. Don't come out to see me. I mean, do come out to see me, but Paulina Poroskova. All right. She's secondary, though. All right. Yeah. Now, if Rick Okasek was there, he he would have moved up above you. I mean, the cars, bro. Uh, of course it's the cars. the cars, man. The cars, I'm just saying. Anyways, I'm there. Um, did you know they were working on a Deadpool animated series? I did know this. Okay. And this is heartbreaking to me. Yeah. Uh, mainly because uh, I don't... You know, and the people out there I'm going to tell right now. Yes. I've been... Um, I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. As right. You love adult animation. I do. And I don't mean like hentai or like <laughs> yeah. tentacle. What, that octa, octopus. Yeah, that tentacle porn. porn. I mean animation geared toward adults. Right, because With that's, an adult, adult humor. That is, with adult humor. Uh, it's a natural extension of being a comic book fan. So um, that being said, Rick and Morty created by Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon. Yes. Uh, the animated adventures of a slightly more deranged... Uh, and a slightly dumber Doc Brown and, and Marty McFly. Dumber? That's debatable. Uh, I would argue that they're smarter, but okay. You would think that uh, Morty is smarter than Marty McFly? I could argue that, sure. You could? Okay, I'm just saying because Rick is always putting him down and, you know. Sure. Well, you're a product of your environment, but I think... Uh, of course. But then yeah. again, I look at who his father is, and, and Jerry is kind of a dunce. But that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, that's for another podcast. That's for, an, yeah. that's for a whole podcast yeah. of just Rick and Morty. But um, so going back, I found out that Dan Harmon had uh, created and done a television show called Community. Yes, which you're now addicted to. I am now addicted to. And Donald Glover, who plays Troy in Community, was doing an adult Deadpool cartoon. Yes. And yesterday he leaked onto Twitter the pages of his Deadpool script. Right. Damn, that looked good. Yeah, from what I read of the script, uh, you know, they made fun of um a lot of cr- lot of stuff currently going on. Absolutely. From what I read that script was actually him venting and it was a par- not a real script, but 15 pages of him venting about how good animated Deadpool could have been. I think, I believe it was him venting his frustrations. Yeah, well, uh, possibly. Now it, was to, it was supposed to be on FX, and they scrapped it for whatever reason. They, uh, FX yeah, didn't want to do it. Um, I don't know why. They're going to go back and realize what a big mistake they just made. Yes, and this was hilarious. And if anyone's watched um, Childish Gambino on Atlanta, which is his sole province, yeah. Which is, is that on FX too? Let's just Hulu? say yes, because I can't, I okay. have no idea. Uh, Atlanta, I have not seen it. Oh, Atlanta, and, yeah, it's on FX for sure. Is yeah. it on oh, FX? Oh, for sure, yeah. I have not seen it because I don't have cable, but I um, 
I, sh- I should go and get cable. But you know what? I'm in transit. No, we shouldn't. So you don't need cable. I don't need that damn cable. I we have, uh, at the studio, we have like every streaming service. All right, fantastic. Get another feature of a shared universe. Okay, great. <laughs> then uh, I'm going to go to the Shared Universe podcast studios and watch Atlanta because right. I happen to think Donald, I think that the ensemble cast of Community was fantastic. Even Chevy Chase. Yeah. Which, which uh, you know, not the nicest guy, but it's like right from the artist, still, still, you know, funny. Yeah. He's got, he's, he has his moments for yes. sure. Yes, and he was, he was quite good in this. And yeah, they did get rid of him, but that's that's beside that's, the point, right? Uh, um, I have a uh, when the announcement was made over the weekend that the series was not moving forward at the cable network, FX cited creative differences as the cause. Uh, Glover was to have created the show <laughs> with his brother Stephen Glover, um, and they both collaborate on the Emmy-winning FX series Atlanta. So. Yeah. Creative differences. I, I, I can only read this, and you know, FX is pretty edgy network. Um, it is, and but the, I can think the, that it was maybe too much for them. They brought the you the shield. They brought you. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, for sure. So I, you know, if uh, they're smart, Hulu or Netflix will pick up that drop ball yeah. and just run with it. Because, I mean, judging from the first fifteen pages, I read. And it was hilarious. Yeah. It was very funny. Um, like rights-wise, can they... Oh, I guess they could do it. They If could, they, yeah, they, if they have the money. rights, they can drag it wherever yeah, they want. That's true. So... I don't know. Check out Don Glover's Twitter, though, if you want to yes. read uh, those 15 pages. Uh, parody or not, yeah, they were pretty good. So... Mm-hmm. Um, if they are, uh, if it was just him venting, even better, man. He uh, did he, bring up the he, is is this racist? And then he's like, ah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like is this racist, this racist. Nah. Like, eh. I don't, yeah, nah. maybe, I don't maybe not. I don't care. Um, before we get to new books, uh, I mean, we have to talk about this uh, 20th Century Fox. Um, speaking of FX, and oh. then and then Fox, uh, not looking good. Uh, they've pushed back the release dates of Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. New Mutants was supposed to be on two weeks. Yeah, that's... originally, and then um, then they pushed it back to uh, February of next year. Yeah, that's never good. And then they pushed it back to August second, two thousand nineteen. That's never. We, we good. Not, might even be alive then. Yeah, it's, it's true. so far in the future. It's not that far in the future. Like, we might have, you know, we might have flying cars by the time this movie comes. We'll out. We'll never have flying cars after after uh, the the Uber. Self-driving car never have well, driving cars. I mean, flying cars. Innovation doesn't get invented in one day. You're going to break a couple yolks before you make that ultimate yeah. omelet. Okay, sure. And um, you know, fortunately, when you make an omelet, you don't kill anybody. Yeah, true. But you know what? Actually, the events of Back to the Future Two will probably happen before New Mutants comes out. Right. So, uh, have you read anything about this? Are you worried? No, Are not. You- uh, first off. Uh, the X-Men franchise, in my opinion, is, uh, pretty solid. For the most part. For the most part. Uh, the, the Legion, from what I understand, the Legion is a good show. I will not watch it because I don't, I'm not a big fan of the character. Okay. And then you got, you know, Apocalypse. David Holler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, like the that. Apocalypse uh, was. You have X-Men, X3. Ooh, yeah. But um, Brett Ratner had to step away from a whole bunch of stuff. Pretty much everything, but that yeah, had, had nothing to do with the X Men, though. No, well, I'm, <laughs> had more to I do don't with know. him being an asshole. But yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I called Steven Spielberg a bitch, and I called Brett Ratner an asshole. 
Wow, this is a hell of a podcast, man. <laughs> tell, tell it like it is, Mike. That's, uh, that's, hey, that's how what we do when I sell comics. That's what we do. Yeah. So uh, am I worried? Why? What, were, you, was there, were you looking forward to it at all, no, first of all? Okay. No. Dark Phoenix Saga, they sort of kind of already told almost half-assed uh, in X2. Okay, sure, yeah. But we want, come on, we want those. We want to see. I want to, I would love to I see. Wanna I want to see. I think Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Yeah, I, Sophie Turner as um, Jean Grey yeah. would be fantastic. Yeah. It would be. Well, you're going to see it. Yeah, she. Not, she you know, you're going to see it. She's Jean Grey. Uh, now, February 14th, 2019. So you got you got a whole year to prepare. I do. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, am I worried? I want to see. I, I, I want to see Why Jean Grey going nuts. I want to see people. You want to see the asparagus people I wanna, die. I want to see the asparagus people die. I want to see the Hellfire Club, dude. Are they? Oh, the Hellfire Club. If they do it well, yeah, then I, I'll wait the year. Yeah, I want to see her. You know, going to other like you know, going back in time and shit. Like uh, like Desmond and Lost. Like whoa! Like what happened? Like why am I dressed up in uh, period clothing yeah. all of a sudden? Oh my god! This I don't. Is, I don't know if they're gonna go with that I, plot line, am, but that would be cool. Why am I in? Uh, you know, a, a corset and garters. Yeah. Why do I like this ugly looking dude with a weird mustache? Yes, like, yeah. He's pretty creepy. Actually, <laughs> Jason Wingard was handsome. His real form was ugly. So anyone who has Good never point. read uh, X Men: Dark Phoenix Saga, you got a full year to do it. Yeah, so and we have, uh, you know, if you want individual issues, we have pretty much the whole first printing run here, right? We Still up on we the wall. We have uh, a lot of the first. You're gonna pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. ain't cheap, but we'll make you pay. For or it. we got the trade paperback we here trade somewhere. I'm sure. Best bad, folks. Yeah. Well, uh, the Collider, the website Collider, uh, citing sources with knowledge of the situation. Collider uh, has said the studio has asked for significant reshoots of New Mutants after reviewing early cuts of both movies. Um, so uh, New Mutants was previously delayed over what was reported at the time to be reshoots, uh, but Collider has reported that Fox asked for at least 50% of New Mutants to be reshot. 50%, Mike. That's a lot. Adding new characters to appear not just as cameos but as part of the principal cast. Um and then they've also cited, um, this should be in the dictionary right now, creative differences with co-writer, director Josh Boone, uh, who is still attached to the production, so he's not been fired or anything. Well, that's good. Um, you know what happened? The, you know when the last time I heard something like this was? It was called Fantastic Four, yeah. also put out by the same studio. Yeah. And that you, so, you remember how that turned out. It did not turn out well at all. All. Yeah. Now, uh, but we also heard about numerous reshoots for Rogue One, and that turned out that's, amazingly. That's so. Star Wars, dude. Of course, it's Star Wars. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's Star Wars with it. people who know what they're doing. Ah, uh, true. All right. Do you see what I'm saying here? I, I can read between the lines here. I'm just. I at this point, should they even bother? Uh, you know, as our friend Mike D who is watching this right now says, that's a lot of money. That is a lot is of money. Is it worth it to sink that much more money? Probably money is probably not getting back. Well, don't they have... How are they going to salvage this? Don't they now have Disney money behind them? It's still money, though. I know, At this but point, you know, it's coming out of someone's pocket. You got to spend money to make money, Ming. Unless you also can't polish a turd. Ah, uh, true, but... <laughs> here's... here's oh, um, For me. Okay. And this is just for me. Sure. It's already written. 
It's it's it, already down. It's already storyboarded out. John Byrne did the heavy lifting for them. Chris Claremont did the heavy lifting for absolutely. You. So just yeah, that's that's why that's what pains me when they screw up a movie. Like they did, it. you have it right here. It's how could right you there? How do you fuck it up? You because you you get suits, <laughs> the suits involved. It's the suits, everyone. It's the fucking suits. Yeah, folks, go online, go on Twitter, and fucking shout down the suits. Fuck the suits. Hashtag fuck the suits. Hashtag fuck the suits. You know what happens when you do it? The suits don't care. They're still getting their like their paychecks. Of course they are. They're but still getting their paychecks. You know what? But guess what? They they start to sh- to squirt in their undies because they're like, oh shit, my job. Right. When you you have something like this and it goes horribly and word of mouth gets out and the suits, it's what happened to Shane Black. Sure. You know, he got... Um, Last Action Hero did not perform at the box office. Right. He was shunned, almost yes. blacklisted. Yes, at in Hollywood. Absolutely, he had to go the Ed, Ed Edward Wood Junior route and just try to rebuild his um, his reputation after that. Right. So, yes. and there was like a ten year gap where he couldn't find work. Right. So that's, that's those fucking suits should be out on their asses. Yes. Seriously, it's right there. That's I'm it. pointing over to the dark Phoenix yeah. saga. You could, it's right there. You don't even there. comment director is like, oh, what what should I make this scene look like? It's no, like, you know, turn it's to page, right there. Turn to page ten, panel four. There's your there's your story. Exactly. Right there. Oh, I don't want to be predictable. Who cares if you're predictable? No, make it awesome. Care. Yeah, just make it. I don't. It's already. I don't care about predictable. We read it already. Yes. I want to see it in live action. Yes. Just make it look cool. Yes. Yeah. How's and, a, and how do you make it look cool? Follow this page. Follow right there. It's right there. You had a, you had a dude do it for you already. And that's why <laughs> if, they, if they ever did Kingdom Come sure. as a live action, even as a like brilliantly done uh, animated m- movie, yes, they would try to fuck it up by like, hey, let's throw in a twist that no one sees coming fuck you and your twists you goddamn suits no leave the twist for m night Shyamalan. yes and don't let him anywhere near kingdom come or dark phoenix saga not happening not happening it's right there let me see perfection on the big screen yes they don't get any better than the dark phoenix saga no you no. don't get more epic you've got masters who have already visualized they've they've done it they did it 40 years ago right Leave it to them. Yes. Allow them. Uh, I I want to put my thumbprint on it. Who fucking cares what you want? You want to put your thumbprint on it? Yeah, go make your own do, property. Uh, exactly. Or do it like that and then take full credit yeah, for take it. Take credit for it. Why not? Yeah, they'll give you credit for it. It says, they, director, your name. Holy shit, yes. I was watching Jessica Jones this, this uh, past week. Yes. And it said, Jessica Jones, created by Melissa somebody. Right. I, I didn't. But I'm like, wait a minute. No. Jessica Jones was created by Brian Michael Bendis yeah. and Michael Gatos. And they're like, nah, yeah, for broad yeah. purposes. Yeah. And they, they did the same thing with the Punisher. Punisher created by, I'm like, wait a minute, no, it was, yeah. no, no. It was it was Len Wein and, and John Romita Jr. Yeah. and and uh, Jerry Conway. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, and then, exactly. No, no. <laughs> it's up there. It says it. Yeah, and those guys are getting a check, so they don't care. They know, do, yeah, they're, they're like, like well, yeah, whatever, like, yeah, whatever yeah, you want to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I need an herbal jacuzzi for my new mansion. Right, so, right. Yeah. You know, uh, hey, could you go polish my gold toilet for me? Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's getting all tarnished. Speaking so. of polishing turds, I want you to go. 
Do it. It's right there. Yeah. I'm pointing again. Yes. I keep pointing over you know, there. We'll way. send you a copy on me. Yeah, seriously. Me and Michael Havsies. We'll send you a copy. We'll send you a copy. Yeah. Whoever the... <laughs> yeah. Who is who is directing this and writing it and... Uh, Dark Phoenix? I have no idea. Is it Brian Singer? Please tell me it's I not just, Brian Singer. I don't think it's Brian Singer. So. All right, good. But there's another me. guy who... Correct me if I'm wrong, though. There's a guy who there. shouldn't be touching stuff either. Uh, yeah, especially other I, people. Like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Especially folks. other dudes. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Yeah. Well, underage dudes. Yeah. Whatever you do is consenting adults is fine. Underage, no, yeah. scumbags. Yeah. Um, so. All right, let's talk about more positive things. <laughs> let's be positive. New comics, everybody. New comics. New comics of the week brought to you by William Painter Sunglasses. And Blue Juice Comics. Let's not forget Blue Juice Comics and Blue also Juice sponsors... Comics. The, the Shared Universe Shared Podcast Universe Studio. Podcast Studio. Or, and Ross Brewing. <laughs> Ross Brewing, who is watching right now. Excellent. And Death Wish Coffee. Death Wish Coffee. And uh, we have partnership with uh, Zoom Zoom uh, for the best recorders in the business, uh, one of which we're recording on right now. Can, can we uh, shoehorn <laughs> anybody else in there? We can. Does anybody else want to yeah, sponsor hey, us? jump on need, in, folks. We, we, uh, yeah, we're trying to get another room for our studio. Yeah, so we, yeah, we, we want could, an herb, herbal jacuzzi for our mansion. Not quite. We just want a... a a serviceable office space. Yeah, that's where seriously we could launch a second studio without so. like exploding pipes and yeah, yeah. Uh, I think ninjas broke through our windows too. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, uh, through all that, William Payne is the only one with a discount code. So okay, uh, there you go. William Payne, best sunglasses ever. They're the only sunglasses that Mike and I wear. It's true. And love the uh, they feature shatterproof and scratchproof lenses, titanium alloy frames. They are guaranteed for life, everybody. They're rear-weighted so they don't slide off your face. Yes. Uh, go to williampainter.com. Use code ISOCOMICS to get $20 off any pair. How can you love that? I, free shipping and a free hard case with your glasses. Not only that, but whenever I forget my glasses here, yeah. I will squint. Oh, sure. Yeah, or I drive around. Oh. I, I don't put on any other sunglasses. No. William Painter's. Uh, real quick, uh, the other week uh, I went to a brewery nearby, and then I came out. And I was I wasn't drunk, but I had a drink. Okay. And my car is parked on like an, on a weird incline. Okay. And I went to open the door, and you know gravity, and it hit me it hit me in the face. The door. Luckily, I was wearing my William Painter sunglasses, or my eye would have been all messed yeah, up. Yeah, you would have been screwed. It literally hit me in the eye, and and it. I saw a mark on the lens. Uh-huh. I was like, oh crap! I scratched the lens, but I was like, wait, that's impossible. These are scratch proof lenses. I buffed it out. The door came off on my sunglasses. Like, the, the, <laughs> the, like whatever, whatever. Like it could have been the paint. Whatever I didn't chintzy shit yeah. they made out of that door. It def- the, the sunglasses defeated a, a car door. Yes, uh, you know ones that are with, supposed to withstand crashes and stuff. So, but the I William Painter sunglasses defeated the juice. O.J. Simpson? Yours. Uh, we call your car the juice. Oh, the juice. I thought you meant O.J. Simpson tried to stab me. And, uh, like, the sunglasses uh, I, I bet you, you could, they could defeat... Uh, Probably. I mean, he's all old and... Is he out right now? He's out, yeah. He's out? He's out, yeah. What's he doing? I, he's, um, he's... Is he going oh, to cons? No, I don't that, see that's cons. My, my, Mike wants Mike wants someone to book him at a Comic-Con. You with... Yeah. What is Talk about... You'd be able to get him for like a really low price, I'm sure. It's like, uh, hey, no, I think people would have memorabilia and stuff that would like footballs I, and stuff. That I they know, would but own. people would be like, you know what? Here's here's the thing, uh, Juice. We really can't pay you what you would have gotten. You know, I'm pre, sure at this point, pre murderousness. Well, pre no, of course not. But now I think he'll take anything. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you could probably get him for like bargain basement. Yeah, it's like you know we're gonna let you we're, we're gonna give you a room. It's gonna be in the basement of the hotel. It's gonna smell like turpentine, but it's clean. Yeah, 
And it's got running water. I mean, it's it's granted, it's one of those slop sinks, but it's running water. Yes. What do you say? Yeah. All right. And he's done. like, I'll take it. <laughs> and uh, our friend Mike Dew actually brokered the William Painter deal for us. Uh, also hit his head on a rental car. And oh. The sunglasses saved his <laughs> saved his face. Mike, I, I swear to God, I hope you got the insurance on that because that scratch. They're going to notice it. Yeah. WilliamPainter.com. Uh, use code ISOCOMICS. $20 right. off any pair. Of, like, they're literally the best sunglasses ever. Let's get to uh, right, comics. What are you reading? You have the Terrifics. I have the Terrifics here. It's uh, by Jeff Lemire, Ivan Reese, and... Um, this is um, Mr. Terrific gathers a team of Metamorpho and Plastic Man. They they go into a rift in the dark multiverse okay. from uh, another right, so thing this that ties came in, out this uh, this week. this ties in with metal? It does. Nice. Uh, it actually springs out of metal. And we get to meet Phantom Girl, who may or may not be related to the person... From oh, there's pla- okay, yeah. Just uh, I see Plastic Man on the cover. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so this is kind of like an uh, or is this documenting kind of an offshoot fight, like yes. higher up the dark multiverse mountain? Or yeah, I think the mountain has a name, but which escapes me. Challengers Mountain, Challengers Mountain, yes. But uh, there's some stuff. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, and because there's a lot going on in metal, dude. Yes, there is a lot. Oh so, um, I, I mean, there are probably 43 different stories going on right now, but this is one of them. Yes, this is one of them. Actually, this springs uh, out. Uh, Curse of Brimstone, Damage, yes, and uh, Sideways and yeah. Silencer. But these uh, are the, and to the, me, the most Immortal of, Men are coming. To me, most importantly, Plastic Man though. Plastic Man is we don't badass. See, you know, will is... we ever? Will we see the Plastic Man movie? One I hope day? so. Why not? Right? I know uh, because well, it's hard to put on on um, film. I'm assuming that. I mean, you saw Fantastic Four. Oh we, sure, Richard Stretch well, looks like shit. I that was I. Think uh, ILM or CGI, yeah. yeah, a little digital domain action, a yeah. uh, little you know whatever. I'm sure there's a, I'm sure they can make it look pretty decent now. So yeah, you've got a, you got a pretty powerful team out there, and it's you're gonna find out that uh, they're called the Terrifics for a reason at the end of this one. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, where are my Bruce Lee fans out there? Out there? Are you out there? Uh, I walked by uh, Darby Pop uh, a couple years ago. Put out a book called. Uh, uh, Bruce Lee, uh, Rise of the Dragon. Yes. Um, in which it turns out uh, it was co written and co created by Shannon Lee, uh, Bruce Lee's daughter. Bruce Lee's daughter. Yes. Um, which we actually tried to get on the show at one point. And, and it she didn't, was it didn't work out. Um, but uh, the plot line in the movie is that Bruce Lee did not actually die 45 years ago. He was kidnapped by an Asian, uh, evil Asian corporation and put into frozen suspended animation. Uh, plot line of the previous storyline was uh, there was some kind of electrical anomaly and he was thawed out with no memory he was still bruce lee as he was seen in 1973 uh but he had no memory and um he ends up hanging out he finds out finding an old friend from his uh his back in the 70s and there were two kids helping him out so uh they it's pretty cool they established a hideout in like a mill in in a walmart in the back room of a walmart and he's just trying to get his memory back and figure out his place in life. Why here don't they in, just grab a bunch of DVDs and say, "Hey, here you go. This is what." And here's Bruce Lai. Yeah. Here's. here's uh, uh, oh, that would suck to find out that your son died, filming. Yeah, they. Yeah. Wow. You know. Yeah, that would suck. Huh? Yeah. They don't. They don't deal with that. I, I'm sure they don't. This. So he's just. You know, he's trying to he's find. Chilling. The, trying to find the way of the dragon. This is the second story arc called the Walk of the Dragon. Uh, previous. Uh, previous Dragon Rises uh, was a four-issue series. I imagine this one will be about the same. Uh, this issue deals with Bruce. Uh, everyone's left him alone. 
they had to go to work or school, whatever. Uh, he gets hungry and he, he wanders out of the Walmart and he foils a purse snatching. And while trying to trying to find the woman whose purse uh, that he rescued, he wanders into a Bruce Lee film festival. Wow! And uh, and you know he gets in there, and the organizers are like, "Where you been? You're late!" And uh, they think he's a Bruce Lee impersonator. Yes, they're okay. yeah they're trying to reenact the fight between him and Chuck Norris from uh, Way of the Dragon, and he kicks the uh, the Chuck Norris impersonator. Of course he does. He thinks that it's like real, and he kicks its ass. Kicks his, his ass. ass. Yeah. Ends up getting thrown in the, in jail. So they find him with a stolen purse. Oh, um, and uh, what would happen? You put Bruce Lee in the 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 tank. Is that what they call it? Yeah, and the tank where all the other criminals are. You know, you're gonna get other people to challenge him, right? So. And well, here's what happens. Um, like at the end of their shift, they come in like, "Hey, what's going on in there?" Bruce Lee is just lying on top of a pile of bodies. Yeah, like, "Hey, what's up?" Um, I try to get comfortable. You're not that far off from a very large panel in the yeah, comic book. I'm so sure. yeah, so sprinkle throughout. Um, all of these books are, you know, Bruce Leeisms. Like, you know, it's like a finger pointing to the moon. Do not stare at the finger, or you will miss all that heavenly glory. It's from Enter the Dragon. Okay. But yeah, so if you're a Bruce Lee fan, pick this up. It's uh, it's family's involved. Hopefully, I would I would love to meet his daughter. That'd be great. Yeah, they um, she has a podcast now called uh, it's just called the Bruce Lee Podcast. Uh, they just got picked up by the Nerdist Network. Wow, I've got to listen to that. Yeah, it's very. It's, we should try to go after it. <laughs> The Shared Universe podcast. Uh, yeah, hey, you want to come? You want to? You want to jump networks? Yeah, from yeah. The you want to be on to a, a shitty network? Come on. <laughs> it's a network. Actually, yeah, it's a network. Yeah, it's, it's true. Network. It's a network. How many it's people not, can say that? Not it's many. Not many. Yeah, shitty or not. So, um, so uh, yeah, definitely pick these We're up. Not uh, a shitty network. And, uh, I'm just busting. pick up. Pick up the Dragon Rises cool. uh, trade paperback. Um, it's it, good. It's just, I listen. I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. So me too. It's good to see his legacy keep going on. Um, I remember when he died. That sucked. Oh my god, you were alive. I was. Holy crap, nineteen seventy yeah, I was I wasn't born yet. Yeah, nineteen seventy three. So. No, seventy three or seventy four. Yeah. I tell the story all the time. When I was uh, six, you know, I was a little shrimpy kid in kindergarten, first grade. And, you know, you see the little kid, little Asian kid especially, you wanna go pick on him. And so yeah, but where the hell did you grow up? Holy Holy shit. Shit. It's all white people. people. Like, hey, you know, you go see you're like it's just, not all of us were Brian Johnson. No, not all of us wanted to go pick no, on the Asian but, kid. You know, especially in the '80s, where you know bullying stuff was not as looked down upon as it is now. It's it may be even human nature where you know you pick on the smaller guy. It is. Yeah. So, um, I was also the the shrimp. So, and I never. Head. It was for me. It was never serious. I never got um, never got into major fights or anything. You know, I get made fun of, mm-hmm. and you know, I pushed we around a little bit. Um, but I figured out that. White white kids, would, yeah. or you know, not just white, just the bullies or whoever just tried to mess with me would back off if I told them Bruce Lee was my uncle. Oh, and it, that's it worked. Awesome. Never mind that he had died, you know, seven to ten years prior. Yeah, well, you know, they couldn't Wikipedia that. So no, they couldn't. Yeah. They'd, they'd have to go. And bullies are not known for yeah, hanging so, out in in public libraries. No, so. no, so that worked out. Except so. they they hang out. In front of public libraries to kick the crap out of the shrimpy kids. Yeah. What do you got? Hal Jordan, Green Hal Lantern. Hal Jordan, Green Lantern Corps 41. Uh, we see Hal going up against General Zod. Hal Jordan, Holy the crap. greatest Green Lantern. And one of the, you know, the most well documented Superman villains. And uh, one of the, the most powerful. He is yep. Superman insane uh, with military training. Yes. And uh, fighting capabilities even greater than Superman's. Right. Just so, a badass with a bad attitude. Yeah, he's got the worst attitude. He's got a military mind. Uh, they've taken over the planet Jakul. Yes. And 
and they're trying to build it into the new Krypton. So um, the Guardians of the the Guardians of the Universe, they come and say, um, we're, "We're here for Kyle Rayner and and Hal Jordan." Said all hostilities will cease because you've got the the Green Lantern Corps trying to kick the shit out of the the Zod family yeah. essentially, and and all their robot minions. And um, so it's a, it's a stalemate. It's folks, this is spoiler, so to hell with me. <laughs> but uh, there's a stalemate between um, actually Hal does kick Zod's ass, but uh, he's he's um, threatening to put Zod into a science cell on Oa. Actually, not even Oa, New Oa, which is Mogo. Yeah. Mogo's uh, the planetary Green Lantern. Pretty cool. I love that concept. Yeah. Uh, and the Guardians come and say, no. We we came in here um, just to get you guys. We will, you know, all hostility cease. We'll, everyone stands down. And uh, Zod uh, had his robot minions decrypt uh, a Green Lantern ring. So they have all the information. I didn't know you that, could that, download a ring. It's a sentient computer. So okay. yeah, uh, it's it's an AI. So what they did was they've got all the um, they know all the strengths and weaknesses of the cataloged worlds that the Green Lantern Corps uh, polices. Yeah, and even some that they don't. So now Zod has some pretty badass information about the universe. That's so, cool. That is very cool. That uh, you just brought to mind a really cool panel in Dark Knight's Metal Six, which I guess we could go to of yeah. uh, Green Lantern, uh, you know, taking someone out with a giant drill, like a green, mm-hmm. yeah, like just right through the chest. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But uh, I'm sure that's in your pile there somewhere. It is. Dark- I've got the wrong number, but I did read it. Dark Knight's so. Metal Six. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Dark Knight Metal Six. The uh, the conclusion. Yes. And uh, if um, depending how you can look at it, it's either a conclusion. Of the arc. Or a springboard for everything else. Yes. Are you excited for what's coming up next? Very much the, so. The, the, the Justice League and this the, is what it's launching here? Um, from what I understand, they just announced Justice League Odyssey. Yeah, I believe it's like a prequel, right? Or a prequel? No, it or? is an extension. Extension, of this okay. Because the laws, Justice League Dark is also going to be springboarding out of there and Justice League Odyssey. They've got two teams that are venturing out one into the darkness of magic and cause the, the rules of magic and the rules of space have changed for the DC universe. Right. So now they've got to go um, do that. But at the, the really cool thing is that Bruce Wayne throws a party at the end of this. Yeah. There's a whole epilogue. Yeah. Um, I believe that um, the epilogue, uh, different artists, correct? Did they get different artists to do the, epilogue? Uh, I, I don't have it in front of me. So oh, yeah, it's in my pile there somewhere, but yeah, they're, um, yeah, I, I mean, I would want to describe all the events of Dark Knight's Metal Six. There's so much. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a supersize issue. There's so much going on that you really, you really have to pick it up. Yeah, you got to read this um, just you to know, see. We we see eighth, ninth, and tenth metal. The revelation of the tenth metal. Yeah, um, cool is that? And um, the I mean, it's a. I guess it's a spoiler. The is it the destruction of the Source Wall? Is that I think no. they've announced that, but, um, but at the end after. After everything that happens, uh, Bruce Wayne throws his like baller ass party where everyone gets like uh, tailored suits and shit. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's the kind of party I want to go to. And um, he, he launches into a very heartfelt speech. I thought 
It was. It was very. It was kind of sweet. He was like to Bruce and uh, to to Clark and Diana. He's like, I would never have made it back if it weren't for the two of you. Yeah. We we are truly the world's finest. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. And then two words. Everybody, dance party. Yeah. Dance party. Uh, I, I see. There's some good action. So we see a, a you know a, a minotaur had been severed from from a body. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, again, more plastic men who. Uh, they're like, can't you transform into X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C? It's like, yeah, I guess I can. And we see that on the page. I'm not going to ruin what 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 was said. It's but pretty cool. It's uh, it's pretty amazing. What it, it, I we've met Scott Snyder. He's been on the show, Comic Book Man. We see him at numerous cons. He's like a very normal guy. Where does he come up with this stuff, man? Uh, this is he's a comic book fan, so this stuff goes through our collective consciousness. Yeah. So and then. You know, Capullo's visuals are just mind blowing. Yeah, you know, we know where he get. You know, he's he's a. You know, he's he looks like he can kick your ass front, back, and sideways. And he can. Yeah, but he can draw real good too. But he, it's I, he can draw I, real good people. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the inks by uh, Jonathan Glapian. Yeah. Uh, who I had the pleasure of meeting uh, at Emerald City cool. Comic Con, and uh, who also be an awesome con this week. Really talented, really talented dude. Okay, let's do these real quick. We got, oh. uh, I got two more ones. All right, Doomsday Clock's d- number four. Obviously, you should be picking that up. Um, what do we call this? Uh, this the is Rorschach, the, uh, the 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 new Rorschach, the new, new Rorschach origin. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil anything out of this. Uh, although I spoiled the living crap out of uh, Green Lantern, but um, this is it. It's a fascinating glimpse behind the mind of someone who's not quite there yeah not by his own fault really no i mean i mean his childhood didn't seem that bad but by the events of uh adrian veit 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 uh you know the 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 anomaly the bomb the uh whatever you want to call it the 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 elder god yes cthulhu who came down so yeah for those you know the ones that it didn't kill uh, a lot of them got affected mentally mentally yeah yeah like some badly yeah, <laughs> some very badly. So this is, and he is one. So we find him on DC Earth, a little bit in the future, and um, we also find out that the comedian not dead. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty badass. Yeah, in the Return of the Mothman, and the Return of the Mothman, yeah, which is cool. Old Man Hawk, Old Man Hawkeye, number three, number three. You didn't see that up there? I did see that up there. I just, it's I not to, on your pile? I had to pick and choose. Okay, gotcha. I so this, this is the last on our list. Uh, old Man Hawkeye. He uh, went to Wolverine in issue one, and yes. he's, trying to get, he's trying to get allies. And this he's uh, slowly losing his eyesight due to yeah, so uh, he's, uh, ocular degeneration, macular degeneration. Yeah, not irreversible. Irreversible. So he's trying to right wrongs before that happens. Right. So, and it uh, turns out that... Um, most of the United States is run by the villains. And so he's actually, and again, I'm going to spoil this, he's going after his old comrades in the Thunderbolts. Oh. Old um, supervillains turned superheroes turned supervillains again. We get to see that there's a huge, um, huge chunk of land that is controlled by Arcade. Arcade for me was such a seventies villain. Oh sure, I mean, he was oh, such oh yeah, like pinball wizard. I mean, that's what he dressed I mean, like. Yeah, there were he a lot of like um, you, know, uh, you know crazy quill. Yeah, uh, you know the whole group of they, they should make that movie, man. We just uh, get all the seventies villains together. Well, you'd, you'd have to. 
you have to break them up by, you know, um, comic book company. So yeah, but still, yeah, but the arcade is definitely just a seven, a product of the seventies. Holy crap, uh, you know, seventies and eighties excess. Yeah. So, um, and there's there's like a murder world. It's like Disneyland. People go there, and it's a family place. And but you can like beat the shit out of Captain America if you want. Holy. I mean, that's what that's what me and my family want to do instead <laughs> of like, hey, let's go beat the crap out of uh, some patriotic heroes. Yeah, instead of drinking butter beer and, right. and writing, it's a small world. Sure, or or jumping on a um, a broomstick and playing some Quidditch. Yeah. So, I like yeah. this. Just Hawkeye getting a little more respect. Yeah, too. and uh, turns out he's he's screwing up his family's life too. So. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, he kind of did that already, right? In the beginning, yeah, but they, uh, he continues you know, to do okay. it because that's exactly what. But that's Hawkeye who he is. That's, <laughs> that's what Clint Barton <laughs> does. That's Clint Barton, man. Yep. Uh, and uh, my last one, Flash number forty-three, uh, Perfect Storm Part Five, uh, Gorilla Gorilla Grad trying to get the Speed Force. He's slowly dying, mm-hmm. and uh, Barry also trying to recover the Speed Force. Uh, when we last left off, uh, he grabbed a lightning rod and returned. Uh, he got his powers returned to him, uh, but with the side effect of Gorilla Grad. Um, being able to control all of Barry's allies and uh, mess with him yeah. mentally and physically, and he won't fight back. He's like, I don't, I don't mess up my family. Yeah, the uh, the opening if, salvos of the Flash War, which is coming now. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. So, uh, you know, so um, Barry, if your friends get mind controlled and uh, they're working against you, they're going to tell you what they really think. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and and some yeah, of it you might will. like, you might not like, you might not like hearing. No, because you've had some uh, some problems with some of these guys. Yeah. So um, around here, though, at the stash, we didn't we ain't got that problem because no one holds back here. No, they'll no tell one. you what they think right to you, right. And, oh yeah. No matter what, oh, you don't God. need some mind control or nothing. No, they'll, they'll tell you you suck. Like yeah. they don't hold back on that. So we we got a whole TV show out of that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I doing that. So. Um, and uh, Barry being Barry, uh, you know, maybe makes a move near the end, which he thinks might be the right move, and uh, t- maybe it doesn't work out for him. So Yeah, Barry's been known to do that. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we go, I just read uh, GameSpot has reported that uh, EA Electronic Arts is working on an open-world Star Wars video game. This kind of ties back to the Oasis and Red wow. Player One. Um, how fun would that be if you could become a rebel or part of the Empire? A you could be a part of the Empire. Like, you could finally prove... That you know they were right all along, and um, well, I don't know if you would. I mean, you wouldn't probably be stormtrooper number RX seven four one. You would, I would probably hope be, not. but you know, you could be a cool Tie Fighter pilot who chills out in the cantina after. That'd be very cool as well. Yeah, that this, I, I don't really do a lot of open world stuff, so this I would definitely do this though if I could become a Jedi or something. Sure. Or now, or 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 a scoundrel, I could go on castle runs and and. Would you, spice? A, would you be? Would you be? Would you be a scoundrel? I would probably be more. I'd probably be try to be more of a Jedi. Right. I'd go in that. I would write, swing around a lightsaber. And, be the last of the Jedi's. Yeah, Master Yoda. Although I imagine so will everybody else. Is we going to get an open world where everyone's just a Jedi? Yeah, if you can just pick much. whatever you want to do. <laughs> There's no Wattos out there. Yeah, for All sure. Right. Well, whatever. Hey, world needs ditch diggers too. Yeah. Other than that, you know, I don't play whatever Minecraft or uh, you know World of Warcraft or uh, yeah, just don't have time, dude. But I would live in a Star Wars. Star Wars, you. My 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 real life is kind of fun already, so yeah. I don't need yeah, to live in a world. But people want to be Ming Chen in that Star Wars universe. Yeah, sure. But if I could do this, that would be that would be pretty awesome. So, 
Um, all right. Well, we got a couple plugs. Uh, Comic Book Men every Sunday night after The Walking Dead. We got two more episodes left. Uh, two or I thought this was our last one. Now we got two. We got one more featuring a old seventies TV hero. Oh my god, I forgot about. Yes, we do. Yeah, that comes up this week. Um, and then the debut of our Funko Pop figures yes. uh, rounds out the season. Very cool. And hopefully we get a season eight and hopefully we get Ernest Klein to come on this Yeah, time. Ernest, please come on. Uh, I'll be at Awesome Crown this weekend. Artist Ally Booth Q1, along with our friends Amy Chu, a comic book. You go alumni. see Amy. Our friend Tracy Ching, one of my favorite artists. Uh, Jonathan Glapian, the, uh, the anchor on, on um, Dark Knight's Metal. Cool beans. Uh, Sean Gunn, Michael Rooker. Uh, Dave yeah, Bautista. All, I think there was one in here that you know. Uh, John, everybody is coming out. John Boyega. Oh yeah, there's an ad on. Yeah, there's definitely an ad in there. So uh, you can check that out. Uh, next weekend we'll be at the Empire State Comic Con. Empire State Comic Con. Near Albany, New York. Uh, we'll be moderating. Uh, we got our we're moderating panels on Saturday. Yes. I believe we have a Power Rangers panel with our friend Steve Cardenas. Yep. Uh, I'm jumping in on the Lou Ferrigno panel. And I'll be uh, and, uh, moderating Super Troopers, the Super right? Trooper 2. Cool, man. Yes. All I'm right. looking forward to that. Right on. And then next Sunday, uh, we need to sell tickets uh, for the New York uh, New York City Pod Festival. Come see us, it's, folks. Uh, 1145 on Sunday morning. Next okay. Sunday morning. Uh, I will announce it here. That uh, we'll be doing. A, I'm going to bring up a Ming Chen pop figure and Mike Zapsic pop Mike figure. Mike Zapsic pop figure. Two people in the audience will be winning very, very highly sought after pop figures. Yes. So if you just want to come up and wait around and see if you win a pop figure, you can. Hey, we'll do shameless debasing. That's not a problem. Yeah. And I don't know, but um, it was suggested maybe we get get a, some kind of guest or something. But we'll we'll talk about that. Maybe. But uh, maybe come on, not. tickets are very cheap. And uh, if you want to hang out afterwards, we can. Crypt dogs. Yeah, we'll get some crypt Actually, dogs. Actually, you know what? We'll go up to the uh, the burger joint. Oh, God. Yeah, burger joint. We'll go oh, to my burger God. Joint. All right. I hope you guys are also carnivores, too. So. Yeah. Seriously. It, I don't want to hang out with any vegans. Yeah. So, uh, nycpodfest.com. Check us out and perhaps win a highly sought-after pop figure. And Mike Zapsic might buy you a hamburger. There's, oh, there's no might. You all right, what? Mike Zapsic will buy a hamburger. I might match you on that. So, all right, cool. All right, so, thanks we'll, for joining us, everybody. Uh, we'll get. I'll get the other camera back next week. so You can see Mike Zapsic. <laughs> Very cool. I assure you, he's waving at you though. Right I am. Now, so, uh, for Ming Chen and Mike Zapsic. Yes. There you go.